Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what's going on up in the sky today. It is a beautiful day, albeit cold and rainy. It's the Pacific Northwest. These are the things that we experience here, as well as days where we suddenly get this beautiful, gorgeous orb called the sun showing up and all of the days that are dark and dreary kind of poof, disappear. Uh, so it's a feel good kind of day. Today, the moon is going to be entering into a void. We're going to talk about that. But the big thing that I want to talk to you all today about is um, something that I'm doing with you every time we meet, and that is about blending astrology and human design. Today, I'm going to show you, um, I have, I think there were four people that wanted to have readings um, of their ascendant. The other day that we didn't get to. One of them uh, was JLo, Christine Buckingham, and Amy Davidson, and Ursula. Ursula, I don't think, is with us this morning. So, and I talked to her privately separately. Um, but I'm going to show you a new tool. <laughs> so be prepared, right? This is a time maybe have your human design chart with you and your astrology chart. But uh, with the people that are going to get readings today, I'm going to use a new way of charting. And at first it's going to be overwhelming. I'm just warning you ahead of time. It's going to be overwhelming. I did show this to you briefly one day, a few weeks back, and I was overwhelmed by it. So I had to stop, pull back and wait till I really understood what I was looking at. Now that I have that clear, I'm ready to bring it out to you. So we'll talk about that as well. Today, the moon is in Leo, as I said, and getting ready to move into the void, which means that when she emerges from the void, she will be in a new sign. That will be the sign of Virgo. And we'll talk about what that means as well. Today, we have one transit to talk about Venus trine Saturn. And as well, the uh, sun tomorrow moving into Gemini. So we have a couple of things to talk about. Uh, before we get to the blending of astrology and human design. But first, let me go take a peek at everybody that's here with us this morning. Make sure I'm live. Indeed, I am. Kathleen Mallory, good morning. JLo, hello to you. Christine Buckingham, good morning. And Augustina, good morning to you. And Andy Girl, Grand Rising, everyone. I love it. It's great to see all of you out there so early. Uh, Asa will be joining us at some point here shortly. She'll probably be in there as Living Astrology. And uh, <laughs> JLo says, I'm ready, pencil and notebook on hand. Uh, very good. Oh, Ursula, you are out there. Good morning to you. Uh, I thought maybe you wouldn't be able to be with us this morning. So you know what I'm going to do? Pauline, good morning to you. And uh, Pia, is, Pia and Colin will be with us on Friday to answer your question. And in fact, it will be an important day for them to be, to be with us as one of the major aspects in the uh, Pleiadian calendar is the time when we go into the collective shadow period. And of course, we start that later this month. One of the reasons why I really wanted to come on air three days a week was because at the end of this month, we have the shadow period that sort of hangs in there along with the lunar eclipse at the end of the month. And uh, a lot happening kind of, you can almost feel like we're rushing to the head of a pin or something here. And uh, they are going to be here with me on Friday to help us talk about that shadow period. What does it mean? How do we prepare everything about the shadow period? And as well, she has a new book out and uh, we'll be talking about the new book. It is a book of stories. I've read about four of the chapters so far. And it's funny because these are stories she's written, but I swear she's talking about her own experiences at times. So there's just something like multidimensional in the way that she wrote this book. So I'm excited to be able to share that. And there's our Asa. She's out there as living astrology. So if you have questions, please post in the um, uh, chat. And I don't know, Angel Heart, I should be on the one to wait a minute. It's Thursdays for her. One, two, three, four. I'll be on next on the day of the full moon. Uh, so the lunar eclipse day. So the 26th, I will be on Angel Heart Radio to answer that question, Pauline. Good morning, Debbie Tibbetts, Tumiel. And Pauline says the collective shadow, the Mercury retro, or it's like all of those coalescing together, right? Mercury going into retrograde, the full moon, solar or full moon, lunar eclipse, and the collective shadow period. And as well on Friday this week, uh, 
the uh, next phase of Venus begins. And it's a pretty long cycle of Venus where we go into some depth, um, sort of digging up some of the things in that shadowy area. So I, I would say that for the, the month of the ending of the month of May and even into June, we are looking into shadow energy. So being aware, what does that mean, right? Um, okay, so really quickly while Ursula is on air with us, Ursula, I wanna take a look at your um, chart. And then I'm gonna do that with JLo, Christine, and I think Amy Davidson, but Amy, I'm not sure that I have your information. If you're out there, let me know what your birth details are so I can get that in there. And then we'll go back to what is going on with the moon. So right now we're gonna be talking about the blending of astrology and human design. And hold on one second here, I'm gonna share my screen, which is actually gonna look like I'm sharing the video, but I need to get to here. And let's see, this is Christine Buckingham's chart. I'm gonna change this to Ursula really quickly while we have her with us. And I do, do, do. I want to do this chart, an Astro HD natal chart. Love these tools that we have. And Ursula, there you are. So I'm gonna be bringing up a tool here and it's gonna be complex. And I want you all to just sit back and breathe sit back and breathe and just let me explain what it is that we're looking at. And somebody let me know for sure if you are seeing Ursula's chart. And uh, Ursula, let me know for sure if you're seeing it. And here's, here's the backdrop of this particular chart, is that I have become, as you know, fascinated with the uh, idea of astro design, meaning we're taking astrology and we're taking human design and we're making a crossroads out of them. Why? Because I think it offers up an ability for us to see depth in ourselves, right? In not just from one system or the other, but I think it's a natural thing for us to want to see how it is that they can come together. So when we're looking at this particular chart and, um, it's going to be complex, like I said. So hold on, I'm going to get my copy of my chart in front of me so I can make sure I can do this correctly for all of you. We have these columns over here that are showing us the information in a combined astro human design way. So this first column here uh, is telling us the gates the, and the line. You see, it says like, let's look at her son, 47.4. It tells you that's her son is in the gate 47 in the line four. The symbol here tells you the planet it is. This little symbol tells you the sign it's in. And then of course, this particular one tells you the astrological house it is in. And over here tells you the degrees of the astrology wheel that the sun is in. So let's look at this again. She has the sun uh, sitting. I couldn't tell you what that particular thing is. I just know she's a Virgo. So we'll say that's the symbol for Virgo. So she has the sun in Virgo in the first house at 20 degrees, 23 minutes. And that happens to be the 47 in her human design and in the line four. And notice how this chart changes when I start to move across here, you can see that it gives me different information. Now, if you're looking down the line here, here's where the key is, I think that makes it so exciting, is that not only does it have Chiron, Chiron symbol is the K on a key, or it looks like a key that you're holding upright. And it has the black moon Lilith, which we talk about fairly much here in terms of the fact she's our shadow, right? Our personal shadow. And then it also tells us what the angles are in her chart, the angles being the ascendant, the descendant, the midheaven, and the IC or the nadir. The um, angles are very sensitive parts of our chart. And as I talked about last Friday, when um, I realized what my ascendant gate was, I was like blown away by how that plays out in my life and my personality and my, my viewpoint, how I see the world, how I, when I look out from my eyes, what does it look at, like out there? So here in this kind of chart, all of that is right there at your fingertips. And for her, we see that the sun uh, up here at 47.4 is also what her ascendant is, 47.6, then the sixth line, the role model line. 
Now the gate 46 is, or 47, excuse me, is really interesting because when it's repeated, it means that this is someone, Ursula, I hope you don't mind me sharing, that uses her mind quite frequently. It has a power over her. The mind is very activated with the gate 46, 47. I don't know why I keep saying 46, the gate 47. And it also shows us someone who has the ability when she releases her, but when she allows the mind to be released, when she lets go of the constant thinking that the opening occurs for epiphanies, for aha moments, for things that just blow her mind, right? So, and I would say that Ursula is probably in the background going, yes, yes, that's exactly what happens. But for her, it is a struggle uh, because she's looking out at the world through a specific mindset. And at times she has to remember that it, this is her viewpoint on the world and the viewpoint is from the mind, which is only an awareness center. It can't, it, it can think and it can draw uh, parallels. It can, it can bring up information, data and recall and memories and all of that, but it has no power to take and do action with. So she has to remember very powerfully because it's, it's modeled twice here for her that she cannot take action from the mind. She has to use her authority. And if I remember correctly, she's a projector, uh, one of the rare projectors with ego authority. Uh, let's see if I can get just the human design chart to show here. Uh, yes. So ego authority and also uh, someone then who has a lot of willpower that she can bring to the table to use in making decisions. In fact, what she wants pretty much is what she gets, as long as she's waiting for the invitation <laughs> for things like that to show up. Now, there's this whole other side of the chart. And remember, in human design, we have the black column, which represents your soul and the soul's purpose for being here, the curriculum, right? This is what I want to learn through the sun, earth, uh, moon, the nodes, Mercury, Venus, and all on down the line. That's what the soul's purpose is. But we also have our human purpose, right? Our life purpose in this incarnation, I'm going to experience the mind and I'm going to learn how to use what I learn, what I know uh, and distribute it to the world. That's pretty much what, a, uh, not Asa, Ursula's son says. So she's a distributor of mind oriented things. So ideas, inspiration, and information, right? And I can tell you that Ursula is one of those people that feeds me lots of information in the background, right? She's always on the hunt, it seems. And when she crosses something that's interesting that she thinks I'm gonna be interested in, she sends it to me. So Ursula, you're living your life purpose. And so every planet down the line here, including the Ascendant, Midheaven, DC, and Icy are going to be placed here as a life purpose. So if we look at her Ascendant, we see her Ascendant is still in the 47 in her life purpose. Do you think you're here to learn how to use the mind correctly, Ursula? <laughs> I do believe, I do believe. Her Midheaven in her um, life purpose is also the matching the sun. So there's something here to be said about her job, if you will, her career, her profession, uh, her worldly self distributing said information, inspiration, and ideas out to the world. That seems to be a theme that's popping up in her chart. And her midheaven is at the same gate over here in the soul purpose. And you'll see these don't move appreciably. Um, they tend to stay pretty close, or at least in her chart, they're staying pretty close. They change lines, which means the emphasis is different. Mm. So for example, Ursula, the emphasis on your soul's purpose is about being a role model in how you use your mind and your ideas and your inspirations, what you use to inspire people, let's say. Then over here in the uh, life purpose, it's in the line one, which is in is the investigator line. And I can so see that at work and play for you. Um, in all of that you do, because you, you love to investigate whatever it is that you learn about. You've said it to me so many times. I just want to keep learning. So going deep is a part of the experience for you investigating everything that you learn. Now, uh, I just saw that Asa sent me a message. So let me make sure everybody's on the same page. I know today's Patricia Wood's birthday, because it's also my oldest daughter's birthday today. Uh, is she with us this morning then? Um, 
She must be. Okay, well, we'll see if we have time to take a look at that for you, Patricia. So let's look at this chart now, because this one is basically an astrology chart. It looks very similar to any other astrology chart you see. It has all of this mess in here. Just ignore the mess, right? Just ignore that mess. This is about how all of the planets hook into one another. It's interesting to see the patterns that show up. She's got a grand cross here that shows up. But uh, to tease all of that out would take me way too long in this particular uh, reading. But what I wanted to show you is that it's set up with um, her rising sign right here. And re remember her rising sign, if we look at it from astrology, was uh, in 22 degrees, 19 minutes in the first house. Of course, it's always in the first house. So the first house then begins in Virgo for her and then moves clockwise, counterclockwise around the wheel. And then these numbers here uh, on the outer wheel show you the house number that it's in from both uh, astrology and human design on the uh, souls side and the life purpose side. And you'll see for her, these line up pretty much evenly. In my own chart, they don't. There's They're one house off from one another. And I think that's just a quirk of how the um, uh, planets lined up at certain times of the year. She was born in the fall. I was born in the summer or late spring, end of the spring, be just before summer. And uh, that could make a difference in how the houses align. Plus, where were we born in terms of latitude? So there's a lot of information here. Are you guys tracking with me? I don't see questions from Asa popping in. Uh, let me stop sharing for a minute and go over here to, there we go. Uh, Ursula, my mind is stepping aside and my heart is helping me cry for gratitude with this gift. Uh, Janet, it's hard for me to receive and I'm soaking this all up. You keep soaking it up, Ursula. Uh, and thank you for being there this morning, at least long enough so that you could take a look at that particular chart. And we're going to do the same thing with a couple of other people here today. Um, happy birthday to you, Patricia Woods. It's great to see you. And I uh, don't know for sure what you should look at, except that today, for example, um, depending on the time, your, your actual birthday may have been yesterday, uh, because that's the way the birthdays are running so far this year, is that the actual solar return occurs uh, just hours before or up to a day before the actual calendar birthday. Uh, so without really pulling up your chart, I won't have any idea where your actual solar return is in that. But my guess is that you are uh, going to be under the effect of Venus trine Saturn. And as well, um, well, maybe we'll get a chance and we'll pull up your, I don't know if I have your information at hand, but maybe we'll be able to do that for you and take a look at your birthday chart. Um, let's see what else. Augustina, this is really cool indeed. It wasn't too confusing for any of you, right? Uh, so let's see, did I miss anything else? Uh, Kathleen, Mer Mallory, Pia, and Colin on Friday. So glad to see them. I'm always glad to see them. And uh, I'll be happy to see them on Friday as well. Let's take a look at JLo's chart, shall we? Because she was next. I, I may be doing this out of order. And again, it's no slight on anybody what order I go in. It's just my, my head and where I go with that. And today my head is at JLo second, but let's just see who uh, I've got to go to this for a second and I'm going to change the person. I can't do that so easily there, I guess, huh? And then I'll share my screen again so that I'll have your chart up, uh, JLo. What I did earlier this morning is I went in and I put Christine Buckingham and JLo and Ursula I already had in this program. Uh, so that I would have access to it quicker than having to write it all in. Okay, so Jacqueline, let's get this up and then I will share my screen. Ooh, it took a few minutes there for it, yours to come up. Let's share. And here we go. All right, so again, let's go through the same procedure, right? We're looking at a combination here of astrology and human design. So what we're seeing is the wheel of the astrology uh, chart, starting here with a rising in Gemini, it looks like, and moving around the chart. And by the way, this is whole sign. I've, I've set it to go at whole sign. And then if we take a look at her chart, her soul's contract or her soul's curriculum, as we look at this, we see the sun is in the gate 27 in the line one. So the point one or the point number on the on the right there tells you what line it's in so it just 
further uh, gives us some details about what uh, is going on in her particular chart. And then we see that she's a Taurus, that her uh, Taurus son is in the 12th house, and that is at two degrees, 45 minutes of Taurus, an April 23rd birthday. And if we look down the line, we see all of the numbers for her ascendant and her Chiron, her Black Moon Lilith. Her ascendant is in the um, gate 12, which happens to sit on the throat center. And her midheaven, the gate 55, uh, the gate 11 is your descendant, and the IC, the gate 59. You know what I find interesting when I do people's charts like this is I inadvertently end up seeing the connections about why it is you might be drawn to me or why it is that uh, the work that I do draws you in. And when I look at this, your ascendant, your point of view sits at the same gate that my son sits at. And then your midheaven is at the same gate that my Mercury sits at. So Mercury being the planet of communication, what I talk about draws you in as you hold sort of the same worldly perspective that I do. And also here with the gate 12 are also able to tap into a super consciousness that almost you're seeing and saying more than what you believe you think you're seeing and saying. So because a lot of that super consciousness bleeds through without your even knowing. It's what happens to me quite frequently when I'm talking in the morning or when I'm doing a reading with people. It's not just me saying, oh, you're a manifesting generator in a profile one, three, blah, blah, blah. Because what happens inevitably is that somewhere, some information is coming in for you from me that I don't even know where it's coming from. And super consciousness. I do know where it's coming from, the super consciousness. And so it might sometimes go off a track uh, because I just have to say whatever it is that's coming in. And I really not even aware that I'm doing it sort of like channeling, but without being aware of what I'm doing. And when we look at then her life purpose side, we see the life purpose is in the gate 41. So the sun here uh, in the gate 41 in uh, the house, the third house of her chart in, at four degrees, 45 minutes of uh, whatever this sign is that looks like it must be water bearer. So Aquarius energy. So she has an Aquarian sun in terms of her life purpose and a Taurus sun in terms of her soul's purpose. So having to take, and these are both by the way, fixed signs. And so it looks like she's working through issues around stubbornness and being too rigid in the more difficult aspect of her sign, but on the more positive sign, being more innovative and futuristic, looking ahead, but building a foundation being that is built on practical, um, down-to-earth sort of, of um, ways of thinking. So what you really have is an imaginative side of you that meets up with a very practical side of you and you're learning how to express both in this lifetime now the sun for you is at the gate 27 which in your human design chart lies on the sacral center and it is the gate that we think of as nurturing feeding clothing loving teaching uh did I say feeding? I think I did. All of the things that we think of as nurturing one another, but it's also a gate that needs to know to self-nurture. So a part of your soul purpose is to learn not only to nurture others, which I'm sure comes very naturally to you as a Taurus, but then to also take care of your own self, to nurture yourself. And then over here, the sun in the gate 41 is the gate of imagination and fantasy. Here, you're having to be able to take that imagination, the ideas and the creative energy and bring it in, ground it into the physical so it's actually useful to you. And then if we just take a look at the earth here for you, you have the gate 31 as a life purpose for the earth. In Leo, in your ninth house, again at four degrees, 45 minutes. And essentially this is a leadership gate right? This is leadership. So taking the lead in some way and uh, not necessarily in the role model sense of it either. This is experiential. It's the, the line three. So expect your life to blow up at times, right? Things that you try blow up. 
and it's all about trial and error. And it's about the experiences that you take away and learning through experience, not learning through school, let's say, right? Or learning from, um, you know, books and what have you, although that plays a part of it, you have to actually go out and bump into life in order to learn the best. But over here on your sole purpose side, there's that investigator, that part that wants to go look for the information that wants to study, that wants to look under everything and over through and see all the details. But the main interest for you in this lifetime is to take what you know and what you can investigate, but you have to have it in an experiential form to fulfill your life purpose. All right. Uh, and then again, over here, let's look at her. So she's an, an example of the uh, um, ascendant, midheaven, descendant, and the IC all being at different gates than they are from her sole purpose. So a lot to look at here in terms of these angles and uh, what kinds of experiences you might have when you get out in the world and experience others. So one thing, one way to look at this, for example, let's do this one over here. The ascendant is your point of view and the descendant is what's hidden from you, right? The part that you don't see clearly. And we often see that in the mirror of our relationships. So the gate 11 is a gate that's in Sagittarius and you see it's in your seventh house of relationships right at the galactic center, the 26th degree, 41 minutes of Sag. So there may be a lot of information incoming to you, a lot of ideas. This is like uh, the well of ideas that you want to take action on. But and as a manifesting generator, I can see how that plays into that too, that you just want to keep doing and playing and and uh, experiencing and taking on more and more. Uh, but here in this particular gate, you have to be very careful because it can be a place where you just take on too much and you're just so inspired by everything that you see and do um, or everything that's potential out there. You've got to slow things down and live your type and your strategy. Your, tap, your type and strategy and authority are going to save your life someday, right? Because doing all of this, you have ideas that are maybe meant for other people as well. So learning how to share when appropriate, rather than trying to take action on all of them yourself. And the descendant on the other side, interesting, because the midheaven, uh, I mean, the ascendant is at the gate five. So your point of view, your life purpose point of view is about routine, is about very Virgo themes, by the way, like routine, good habits, uh, being able to have a rhythm and a consistency to your life. And then the, the descendant, the part you don't see clearly, is that all of those experiences and routines give you access to experience that you share with others. There is uh, a tendency maybe even sometimes though to get jaded by what you think as a droll or routine life and wanting some excitement and some action. And that can be upsetting, but follow your type and your strategy to the right things and that should help you out. Uh, okay, we could go on forever with this stuff. This is just so much fun for me. Uh, I hope it's fun for you. So let me stop sharing my screen. And I saw Asa pop up with something here. Question from Kathleen Mallory. The gate of the ascendant is significant. Um, yes, <laughs> in a word, yes, Kathleen. Uh, it's, I think it's significant, right? Because in astrology, remember, right, what are we doing? We're blending the two here. In human design, no one really talks about the ascendant. Uh, rarely do we hear I think in all of the years that I've learned human design, only one time have I ever heard somebody bring up the ascendant. Yet in astrology, literally, we could do an entire reading on the sun, moon, and ascendant or rising sign for a person and be quite accurate, right? We could be, we could hit the nail on the head with just those three key parts. So why are we not using that third key part in uh, human design? So that was my aha after my Friday talk with you all about the things that I was suddenly realizing when I looked at my own chart, I went, well, what human design gates, I know Pluto is sitting at the gate 60, but what's the human design gate that my uh, ascendant sits at? What's being triggered over there on the other side? That sent me into the hunt for this information. And then the other day I realized, wow, I don't have to do what I did for JLo and Ursula yesterday. Uh, day before yesterday, 
where I had to go from one book to another book to another to get that information all brought together, I went, duh, I have a tool. And that tool has all of that information in one place. So that's why we're using this particular chart. But I also know it could be confusing because it's got so much information on it. So I wanted to keep doing some samples for people to make sure everybody can see where that's coming from. All right, um, I'm gonna check over here, see if Ursula or JLo have questions about their charts. Um, Christine, awesome, we're gonna do yours here in just a moment. And uh, JLo says, it is in my chart where my North node, is that the South node is now? There's just so much going on for you at the moment. Uh, maybe that lunar eclipse in my chart will help on the 26th, possibly, possibly, possibly. Um, Jayla says, I've called it the school of life. That's the best way to look at it, I think. Uh, okay, so now, Christine Buckingham, I'm going to go back to the chart, bring your chart up, and then I will share my screen one more time. And Asa, would you check and see through the scroll if uh, Amy Davidson, I think it's Davidson, or Amy D, I think it says, is she there this morning? If so, get me her birth information so I can do hers. I'm going to do an HD natal and Christine. Okay, as soon as that chart uh, populates, then I will share my screen. Is this helpful for you guys? I mean, is doing things like this confusing or is it helpful? Let me know. Especially since I'm in reevaluation mode anyway about everything that I do and everything that I say, uh, I wanna know if you find it helpful or not. So Christine, here's your chart. So again, we're looking at the gate that is the uh, planet in your human design. This is the planet, this is the sign, this is the house that it is in, in your chart, in your astrology chart, and this is the degree of the sign that your uh, planet is in. This happens to be the sun that we're looking at. So Christine, uh, up until just maybe a week ago, you've been under quite a bit of pressure, I would imagine, to find out, to be more spiritually aware and to delve deep into your spirituality as the sun for you is at the gate 22. And Neptune, the most spiritual planet, was sitting at the gate 22 up until last week. So for maybe the last, goodness, nine, 10 months, you've been maybe on a spiritual quest, a mystical journey of sorts to find answers about the deepest, darkest parts of yourself. As you're a Piscean, you probably were also on the hunt for the connection. Maybe you were looking more for what is your intuition uh, saying about things or your instincts or what kind of uh, abilities do I really have and what's important to me spiritually, what have you. So that is in the 11th house in your astrology chart. So likely you were looking for those answers in the groups that you are a part of, the networks of people that you are a part of. This, by the way, is your soul's curriculum. So your soul's curriculum is inborn. You came here with that already in place. The soul wants to experience this. And then you have this life purpose on the other side that will help the soul fulfill its purpose of being here, right? So and having to remember that this gate 22 in your human design sits on the solar plexus, which is a, a center for emotions. So they, there may have been many instances over these last several months of emotional sensitivity where you're easily hurt or you're recalling emotional situations, maybe reliving them through the field of your mind, but experiencing them emotionally. And then that almost reminds me of the potential for times to be feeling like you're going through a dark night of the soul. And then the next day, maybe it's more light and you see things a little clearer and then it goes back into that dark place. And that is how, that is the nature of the emotional center. So for you, learning how to use your emotions as a guide to help you uh, understand yourself and to understand what you're experiencing is going to be very, very much a big thing for you. Uh, let's see, I want to check something here. Your definition split, large split. So um, that means you've got, you need, a, you're a person who needs people, but chances are you spend a bit of time in hermiting away from people. And when you hermit too long, 
then you might be feeling more of an upset, more of that emotionalism. So getting out and around people is a good thing for you. Even if you're not talking to people, just being around other people's energy, other than the people that you live with. I can imagine that last year's whole um, isolation due to COVID probably uh, was very difficult for you because you probably like being alone, but over the course of time, what you start to feel like is that your life is going nowhere or that you're under the weather or that you're depressed or melancholic and getting out around people is uh, the antidote for that for you. Now, if we take a scroll on down, oh, I'm sorry, I can't help but hit here too, um, because the earth raising a challenge, right? The earth is always the challenge. Um, if we work with our earth well, then it, it has easy access for us to claim the sun's energy in our chart. So the potential for you to really use your, your emotions well is dependent on your mind. You have like Ursula, uh, the gate 47 prominent in your chart. And that's the gate of the mindset. And we, uh, in human design and the negative, we call it stinking thinking, right? Where the mind can get you on this roll of thinking and the downward spiral of where those thoughts might take you that then end up creating a trigger for the emotional center, or it's an emotion that triggers the mind thinking and who's thinking the thoughts is the best question you can ask yourself right? Who's thinking my thoughts? And if that, if it's you, which we know it is, then you are also empowered to change your thinking process. And then when you do boom, mood shift, right? So your mood and your thoughts and your mind are very, very interconnected. And that also plays into how creative you feel that you are, how much fun you can have in life and how much you feel like being around other people. Now, if we go down to your ascendant, which is where I was headed, uh, the ascendant is at the gate eight. Ah, interesting. The gate eight is on the throat center as well. It is the gate that wants to fulfill, feel fulfilled by contributing to the world, uh, whether that is through art. It doesn't even matter, really. It, whatever it is that you do in your life, you want to feel like it's something that was impactful, that it fulfilled something, that you were fulfilled, but also that you helped others in some way. So your ascendant, your viewpoint is always on the lookout for opportunities for you to um, contribute in some way to the world. Um, the descendant, the hidden part, is the, the gate of money, uh, the 14 sits on the sacral and it moves up toward the identity center. And it's the gate that likes to work for money. It is the only real place in the chart where work and money are tied together. And there is a part of you that wants to contribute through the work that you get paid to do uh, to the world. So that's an important thing for you to remember. Um, not that you can't do things for free. It's not that at all. It's that there's just an appreciation that you have for the job well done. And in that job well done, it's both monetary and uh, the fulfillment that you get from doing the job or doing the work or doing the service. It doesn't have to necessarily um, be a specific kind of job. It can be whatever it is that you do out there. You feel fulfilled when you feel like you've served and or contributed and that you are getting some kind of monetary and only because money is what we trade in. If we traded in uh, beach blankets, then you would feel fulfilled if you were getting beach blankets for the contributions you were making. I hope that makes sense. If you have questions, let me know. Now, if we look over here at your life purpose, the life purpose goes hand in hand. You cannot, you cannot take it. We can look at them separately. We can look at them separately, but they go together because the incarnation cross, which I'm sure is a term that you've all heard in relation to human design, is the sun and earth on both sides of the chart, meaning it is the intersection of your soul purpose and your life purpose. Okay. If that doesn't make sense, let me know. Um, and your son's uh, purpose, your life purpose, son, is about integrity, being true to you, right? There's all kinds of integrity. 
There is the physical integrity, right? Your body being intact, right? Being in the right place at the right time and the right opportunity. There's mental integrity where you, you're cueing your mind to think about the positive things or using your mind in positive ways. There is uh, integrity that we think of as moral or ethical uh, integrity, where you do what's right that comes from your heart, not from what laws or rules or what have you are out there uh, telling you what to do, right? That you have an inborn way of acting from um, an inner uh, prompt and not from an outer prompt. So integrity is linked in your chart to moods. <laughs> Interesting. And then the earth throwing up a challenge here is in another one of the money gates. This is called the gate of distribution in quantum human design that Karen Curry Parker has uh, put out there. And the gate 45 is a gate that really takes us into how we share our um, resources. Now, resources can be money, it can be time, it can be talents, uh, but sharing of resources is a big part of what you're here from your life purpose to do. And the uh, earth on the other side would say that it's only the mind that interrupts your ability to do that, right? That thinking that you have to have the money first in order to do something, but it really isn't the case, right? That you can share uh, what you know, you can share what you love with other people, and the money gets taken care of on the back scene, right? So I hope that makes sense. Let's look at your ascendant is in the gate 24. Ah, a viewpoint of gratitude and blessings. The gate 24 is a part of the um, channel 6124 of magic and awe and uh, seeing the world with wondering eyes, wondering, not wandering. Um, seeing things like with magic and gratitude helps that and then more blessings flow. So in this gate, really with your viewpoint, the first house, it's, in, it's a Taurus gate, by the way. Uh, it is all about how you attract things to you by what it is that you view it with. So if you're viewing world, if you're viewing your personal challenges through um, through the negative, let's say, or through the disheartening or the discordant energies, then that's what you're going to receive, right? Because that's where you're putting your focus and your time and your efforts. If, however, everything, even those challenges is greeted with a sort of, uh, oops, 24 here, uh, is greeted with gratitude and yeah, this happened, but this is the, the wonder and the awe of having had that experience and what it brought me to, that it changes up how everything is viewed in your mind um, and then how that impacts your outer expression of who you are. Midheaven at 61, interesting, the magical, the other side, right? The other side of the gate 24, the ascendant, uh, is met up and the midheaven, the, the world view, right? Your worldview is much more, well, first of all, on the lowest end of the experience is psychosis, right? We, we, we saw that last year with Pluto sitting at gate 61 forever. And uh, yet 61 asks the questions, I wonder why, like, why, why does the sun rise in the east and set in the west? And it's miraculous, isn't it, that uh, the moon moves through the sky. So seeing the world through magical eyes. Um, the other part that I wanted to show you, though, was the descendant. So where your sun is sitting at the gate 26 of integrity, the uh, descendant is sitting at the gate 44. And the descendant is the part uh, that you would play in your relationship. So you might see a lack of integrity playing out in the mirror of people around you through relationships, marriages, or uh, close partnerships, business partnerships, that kind of thing. Um, so in, you, you're likely someone who has to be very clear about uh, boundaries and about what you will accept and what you won't accept in a relationship, but then you also have to hold yourself to those same standards. So boom, right? We have a lot going on here. I hope that helped. Okay, I'm going to go check things. Uh, Patricia Woods, great info. Wow, love it. Um, Augustina, I still have a lot to understand in human design. The best way to understand human design, Augustina, is to have a reading because then it's personalized, right? It becomes home to roost for you personally. Um, 
So that will help you. I think this way of blending human design and astro is making it easier for me, though, to understand human design, seeing the parallelism, since I'm used to astrology. And, you know, that's indeed the thing that I was thinking, too, um, that I first learned astrology, right? That was my that was my go to tool. It was there. It was there from birth, basically, like a memory of having done all of this. What I didn't know so well was human design. So for me, what I'm always doing is trying to relate, you know, the new things I'm learning, the things that I've been learned, have learned about human design to astrology. And that's where I think the real juice is, is for us to learn how all of these fit together. Uh, Christine, yes, grieving and shadow work. Ah, yes. Truth, I only now live with four cats. <laughs> Thank you, resonated totally. Is this a sample of the new reading you're developing, Janet? Yes, indeed, in a way you're right, it is. Uh, this is soul alignment work, if you will, right? When we really get to the depth of this, that is what we were just doing is aligning your soul, right? With your life purpose. Now, as you noticed, we only got to a couple of parts because that's all I can really do in the context of, you know, time on a, uh, in a broadcast, but it's very important to uh, really understand how these things go, but it can't happen if you haven't already had a human design reading or have had some uh, interest in seeing how all of these things weave together. Otherwise, it may just be way too confusing. Uh, JLo, I have the genetic membership. Ah. Also, since it came out, but my gates show different in the MC, DC, and IC. I have different gates. I believe it is the time difference. I maybe talk to me offline. Maybe we can get together on Zoom and you can show me what you're talking about uh, because uh, I could have input something incorrectly this morning, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, let's see what else is going on here. Did we ever find Amy? I don't see Amy. Boo. Well, then let's do something for Kathleen, or not Kathleen, but uh, Patricia, since it's her birthday. So, um, oh gosh, let's see here, Patricia Woods. I know you're very private when it comes to sharing your information. So let me see if I can dig it out first. Um, in the meantime, uh, if you guys have any questions, let me know. Um, so that I can get to those before we're done today. Woods, I may not, Patricia, 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 I don't have you under Woods. I don't know what I have you under, Patricia. Give me another name, give me another name. Um, Patricia, I know there was another name, Patricia. Oh, Amy D is there. Okay, Amy D. So while I'm waiting for Patricia to tell me what her other name was, uh, Amy, could you share with us your astrology birth or your birth information so that I can put you uh, into um, my chart and we can. Amy is here. Hi, Amy. Okay. And then Patricia, are you still out there? If so, Tell me what your other name was that I might have had you under because I know I have you. I know that you are here in my chart system. I just need to know what your other name was. And Amy, is it Amy Davidson? I just see Amy D. Okay, I have the lag. Okay, well, while we're waiting for that information, let's go back for a minute and talk about some of the other information. So today the moon is in Leo, woohoo, right? We're ending our Leo transit and the moon moves into the void at 12, 13 p.m. my time. Uh, so what's that? 3, 13 p.m. for those of you on the East Coast and is in the void until 2 p.m. West Coast time, 5 p.m. East Coast time. So we don't have a long void, of course, moon. But it does mean that when the moon moves into the void for that three hour period of time today, 
or two and a half hour time period today that things may get a little wonky, a little wobbly, and it falls in the middle of the business day for those of us on the West Coast and toward the end of the day for those of you on the East Coast. But expect maybe some things to not happen, maybe like the wind went out of your sails, or maybe like you need to take a little nap before you can get back to doing things. And that may happen because of the moon moving into the void. Now, after the void, the moon will be in the sign of Virgo. And the sign of Virgo talks about our physical health, right? The health of the body, diet and exercise. It is the sign that rules healing and healers. Our work that we do, projects, our coworkers, the routines we get into, whether we can do our work efficiently by being practical and organized, handling the details, but also being able to step back because sometimes Virgo can get too focused on the details and get a low sight of the bigger picture. So today we're holding the details, but also the bigger picture in mind, uh, organization, another part of that. In as it relates to the mind itself, Virgo is the sign of critical thinking and analysis and the ab ability to focus in on something. <clears throat> it's also a sign where we have to move away from gullibility, and that happens when we use our discernment, where we actually see what is true because we're using our own information. We're not expecting it to come to us from other people. It is a sign of service, right? Giving back, practical helpfulness, conscientiousness, and whatever it is that you undertake when you're working with other people, especially your willingness to be adaptable might come up during these next few days. Uh, it is a sign of synthesizing things. It brings things together. Its desire is perfection. And it's also about processing, moving things from chaos to order, right? So moving, taking uh, things that are chaotic and organizing them. And then we have order established. Um, okay, so I do see Amy D's birthday information, 470, another. Uh, April birthday, 41763. Gotcha. Uh, let's do it real quickly. Oh, four and one thirty PM. And United States. And it's going to give me all kinds of cities for Jackson. Ooh, guess the right one. Cool. Okay. So in just a second, Amy, I'm going to put your uh, chart up on the screen. And we'll go through the process that we did with everyone else. Hold on a minute. I've got to make sure it's going to do the right one. Perfect. Uh, Zoom. All right, everybody should be seeing Amy D's chart. So Amy, uh, what we were looking at specifically uh, on Monday was the ascendant. Uh, I happened to find this tool in genetic matrix that allowed us to take a look at astrology and human design together. And look at this, boom, it shows the ascendant, all four of the angles. So the ascendant, midheaven, descendant, I, uh, the IC or the nadir, and as well shows Chiron and the black moon Lilith. And it shows all of the astrology and human design from both your soul's purpose and your life purpose being the design side in human design. So this is kind of unique in that we can actually even take a look at your life purpose through the lens of astrology using this particular um, method. Now, I didn't go into that kind of depth with everybody, but you can see on this chart, you could have, you could spend hours <laughs> literally looking at all of this. So if we look at the sun in your chart, what we see in this first column is the gate that the sun is in and the line that that gate is sitting at. So you have the sun in the gate three, line one, that happens to be Aries energy, it looks like. And Aries energy then is in the ninth house of your chart right here, the ninth house, and at 27 degrees, three minutes of the sign of Aries. So the symbols here, the house it is in, in the whole sign system, and then the degree that it is sitting at. Now, 
Here we have the earth also shown, which is always just sort of implied in astrology. Uh, we see that the earth is at your gate 50 in the line one. In the third house, right, it would be the opposite house of the sun and also at 27 degrees of the sign of Libra, which is the opposite sign of um of Aries. Now, when we go down here and take a look at your ascendant, we see the ascendant is in the gate four. And in the line six, the gate four is up on the Ajna. It leads up toward uh, the head center. And the gate four is called the gate of mental, mentally answering questions or mental answers. So it always has answers and it's always looking for answers. So interesting that the sun for you at the gate three, which is a gate of innovation, and thinking outside of the box, looking for the new, the original, the unique, yet also feeling a little bit like a fish out of water in this world because you see things differently than others do. Then we look down here, we see that there's this gate of answers on the ascendant. So your viewpoint is always looking outward for where those answers are, right? Can I answer the question? Um, the question that is often needing to be answered here with the gate four isn't so much of a it's a how, why, and what, but this is about, can you prove it, right? So the answers may come rolling off of you, rolling off your tongue even, um, but is it the right answer? That may plague you as well. If someone else is giving you information, is that the right answer? Does it follow the rules? Does it make sense? Is it logical? This is actually uh, part of the logic circuit in our human design as well. So logic is about um, um, noticing patterns and that repeat and the ability to predict what comes next from having seen the pattern. So it is one way of knowing in human design logic. And often for you then, because the, the, um, the energy, the viewpoint here is something that might trigger doubt for you at times, right? Doubt, doubting what you hear, doubting others, the descendant, the part of you that you don't see clearly because it's hidden from you, but that you see in your relationships, perhaps, is this energy of revolution. The, the gate 49 is where your descendant is. And there's a bit of a rule breaker in that energy. And I thought it was interesting that your incarnation cross is the right angle cross of laws. So that would imply that you are someone who wants to follow the rules, but what you see out there is where the rules fall short of what they need to be. And so there's maybe this constant uh, redefining going on in your life, your viewpoint, and what you see in your relationships about redefinition, right? Redefining what it means to be in relationship, what it means to be in a working environment, the rules that we have, are they, do they make sense? That kind of thing. So often uh, something that you're working with. This is all from the soul's purpose, by the way. The challenge that you have is uh, in the earth. The earth is at the gate 50. Now the gate 50 sits on the spleen center and that means that it often kind of doubles as a fear that you have. And the fear here is about feeling like you, may, you might fail in your responsibility to your peoples, right? Your family, to your friends, to your uh, community, to your coworkers, whoever it is that you have in your world that you take responsibility for. But the fact is that you have to be able to be responsible to you as well. And this also shows a tendency to want to um, share the values, the rules in a way that makes sense. Now, if we look at your life purpose, sun and earth, we see your life purpose, sun is at the gate 60. The gate 60, <laughs> the gate 60 for you happens to be where my Saturn and Jupiter sits. It's called the gate of limitation in human design. In um, Gene Keys, it's the shadow that's limitation. And I've always thought about it being, oh, I'm supposed to be limited. <laughs> and there, it could, that could be a big problem if that's your viewpoint, right? If that's what you're thinking about, then you stay limited. Um, the 
the higher purpose in this sign is about magical realism, right? Seeing things from a different perspective. Uh, in the ultimate, it's justice. And uh, I just spent a great deal of time reading that gene key because I was so fascinated by it. And it's not justice that we think of that is, a, a, is retribution. That is the shadow energy here of justice. Justice isn't retribution, right? Justice is fairness fairness, right? Seeing things from the eyes of fairness. So interesting because these two gates are exactly across from one another, the sun in your soul purpose at the gate three of innovation and ideas that stretch the uh, uh, human imagination. And then gate 60, the sun in uh, a, a gate that is bringing it into focus. It is a, a gate or a whole channel, excuse me, called the gate or channel of mutation, and it's often where uh, you come encoded with the energy of mutation, um, but there's nothing that you need to do about it. You just naturally have a tendency to mutate uh, the people that you're with uh, or the organizations that you're a part of. It's almost like you shake up the old paradigm uh, and invite them to move on to a new paradigm, a shift of perspective even. The earth for you is in the gate 56, which is the gate of storytelling. So inviting people uh, to retell the story, right? Say, tell a new story. Um, ooh, who else had their, uh, JLo had her ascendant at the gate 12 on her soul purpose side. You have it from your life purpose side, which means your viewpoint is meant to be shaken up at times by super consciousness or connection to source or God, if you will, bringing in uh, new energies. Often this happens from a neutrino stream, and that's maybe a new word to some of you, but it's a, it's a uh, physics particle and it has mutative ability. And we're often in receivership of these neutrinos and those neutrinos have a tendency to mutate us. They're like highly charged uh, information packets, right? They're jam-packed with information codes that break into our DNA and change us, mutate us. And so you carry the ability to tap into that. And as well, our, an idea machine, uh, part of your life purpose is about ideas, but sharing them in the right time, right place, right people, uh, instead of just blurting them out there. Uh, okay. I hope all that makes sense. That was pretty quick. And I know it's nine o'clock, so I need to move on here. Um, I'm wishing all of you a happy day. Uh, was there anything else I needed to say today? Um, no, I'll see you on Friday with Pia and Colin. We're going to dig into that shadow, the collective shadow period. What does that mean? How do we work with that? And uh, then she's also going to talk to us about her new book because I have questions. Uh, okay, see you all later. Take care. Bye for now.